Okay, let's get started with this week's Parshas Shvayeschanan, Tavshin Pe'alev, Shabbos Nachamu. And we are in the post-Tishbav world, Rachman al-Islam, we still do not have a base in Migdash, but we do have Nechama, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, is with Am Yisrael forever, we destroyed, he destroyed the base of Migdash, but he did not destroy us, and we take Nechama in that, and there are many messages in this very crucial Parsha that has the Aseris Hadibros, uh, that has... Um, um, you know, d- defining psukim, right? A couple of the uh, questions of some of the uh, Dalad Banim in the Haggadah. We have Shema, right? This jam-packed parsha. We start off with the first word, Vo'eschanan, Vo'eschanan, as um, Moshe Rabbeinu Davins to Akadosh Baruch Hu, pleading to go into Eretz Yisrael. Vo'eschanan Hashem. Just Rashi to note the Rashi. Uh, just this is just the message that and the, and the outlook that we have to have for our tefillah whenever we whenever we daven. The first Rashi in the pasuk. <laughs> In the parsha, in Chanan b'chol makom el lashon matanas chinam, v'es Chanan asking Hashem tchina. That word, right? There are many words, at least ten words that mean davening in in the Hebrew language. As we've pointed out, you know, every language has many words for what it feels is important, right? There's many words for snow in Eskimo language. There's not many words for love in French. There's many words for pasta in Italian. There's many words for tefillah in Hebrew, in Lashon HaKodesh. Tchina is one of them. Tchina means matnas chinam. That means something for nothing. Even though the tzaddikim should and can make their tefillahs dependent on their good deeds. Hashem, look what I did. Please, you have to give me. Look what I did for you. When we ask Hashem, we only ask for matnas chinam. Hashem, please. Just for nothing, not because I deserve it, not for because Magiali, because I know that everything you give is a matana, and that's what we ask for. That's what we ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu for, and that's what how we always have to daven. Everything from Hakadosh Baruch Hu is a is a uh, is a matana. Good, but what's the message? Also, Chazal tell us on this first pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu davened and davened hundreds of times, hundreds of times for the same tefillah, for the same request. At the end of the day, he wasn't even, he didn't even get the answer that he wanted, but he kept davening. Says Rabbi Rebbe here in source number one, the word Vo'eschanan means I requested, referring to Moshe's request to enter Eretz Yisrael. He requested, understandably, Moshe's tefillah to enter the land would have been heartfelt and persistent. The measure states that the Torah's use of the unusual term Vo'eschanan, which has gematria 515, means he asked 515 times. Eventually Hashem said, no, stop davening. What's the message for us? Everything in the Torah must convey a practical lesson for our lives. But this account seems merely to convey a historical event. What does it mean? The common perception of this event is that Moshe's telos were not accepted by Hashem. And that when Hashem got angry, Moshe stopped his petition. However, we must keep in mind that Moshe was not only davening for himself. Moshe was davening for Am Yisrael. Moshe was an embodiment of all of Am Yisrael. Had he been the only one to lead them into Eretz Yisrael, it would have immediately ushered into Yomosa Mashiach. Hashem decided that it was not meant to be. Moshe could have followed the Talmudic dictum. Whatever the master of the house tells you, you must do. Right, whatever the Balabais tells you to do, do, except for say, except for leave. Kamarim Sachim. When Hashem, the true master, told Moshe to stop praying, right, what did he do? He was not required to follow the instructions of his host, according to the Talmudic law. Right? Listen to the Balabais unless he tells you to leave. So this wasn't leave, so Moshe could have continued and continued. So despite the fact that Moshe was angering Hashem with his persistent prayers, it is highly unlikely that Moshe actually stopped petitioning God, even after God said, do not speak to me anymore. He kept davening, he kept davening. For Moshe was not just davening for himself, but on behalf of the Jewish people, the generation, v'chulu. And this is the lesson. He davened and davened and davened and davened. And even if he would have stopped davening for himself after 515 times, halavai, we should get to 515 for anything that we daven for. But... Even so, we have to just keep davening. That's the message that we have for this parsha. Someone asked me this this week, actually. The um, you know, if, so, if we often see, I don't know if we could say that, but if we see sometimes that tilos are unanswered, right? Or maybe we don't even know specifically what to daven for. So is it appropriate to 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 keep davening? Is it appropriate to how do we look at davening if there's an unanswered tefillah? So part of the answer is, is that tefillah is just the connection. Tefillah is the opportunity to communicate. And that we continue doing over and over again. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu did. Maybe even if he knew that he wasn't getting in, but he kept davening, kept davening to still have that communication with, with uh, HaKadosh Baruch. 
Okay, let's do an Arachayim, which I thought we had done in the past, but I don't have it in my notes. Maybe we did, but um, it's a gorgeous Arachayim. Arachayim on the famous Pasuk towards the end of the um, first Aliyah, Pasuk Dalet, Perak Dalet, Pasuk Dalet, 4-4. Batem Adveike Bashem Alakechem, Chaim Kocham Right, Dveikus is in Dalet Dalet. Right, you who are stuck to Hashem Alakechem, those who cleave, those that cleave to Hashem, your God, you will have Chaim, you will have Chaim forever. So in the context, in context, it might be limited to Avodizara Bal Pa'or, I didn't give it to you, but the Svarno says on the Pasuk, Hidafka limits it to Avodizara. But we take the Pasuk out of context and we use it in our Tfilas. Sometimes to general, we have will have Chaim when we connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who is the source of all Chaim. Says the Arachaim Hakadosh, a number of pshatim, at least three that we will see, drush uh, on this on this pasuk. Dveikim ba'ashem alakechem, those that stick to Hashem. Yisba'er amashakasav harambam. The Rambam in Hilchas Yisodiyat Torah discusses the names of God and the status of prefixes and suffixes. Of the name of God. This is the Ramam's Lashon. Zion Shemosin. The Ramam, the uh, Baruch Hu has seven names. Havaya, right? He has the Shem Hashem, the Shem Havaya, the ineffable, ineffable name, and then he has the other names. The Ramam lists off Kinuyim, Kalamochi Gafilo Osachas, Mizayin Shemos Elu Loke. Anybody who erases any of the names of Hashem, any one letter even gets Malchus. Kol Hanitval L'Shem Milafanov, but a prefix. Anything that's nitfal to the shame beforehand, like lelokim, may, right, a mem, a lamed, anything. Mutalamachko, a prefix can be erased. Vachulu. Mila acharav, but a suffix kigon. Chaf shalalokecha, chem shalalokechem, enanimchakim. But a suffix cannot be erased. Farehem kishar osios shem shashem akadsham. Right, they're like other names of God that the name sanctifies them. The name itself gives kedusha to the suffix and not to the prefix. The prefix is pre the name, but afterwards is post the name. Vahu is kavin lomar, and that's what's meant in this pasuk. B'ma'amar hadvekim b'ashem, right? Those v'atem hadvekim b'ashem elokechem pirish ulafisha shem ze hamiyuchad shem havaya ein os nidvekas v'nismechas lo mila acharav el milafanav kamod lashem yudke vavke cannot have a suffix can only have a prefix ulafisha shem ze hamiyuchad shem havaya ein os nidvekas v'nismechas lo mila acharav he can't have a suffix el milafanav kigon lashem b'ashem kashem va'osios elu ein bahem kedusha umutul amochkan those are prefixes and they can be erased v'im kain. Right? Therefore, the Dvekos of Yisrael, in that form, Bashem to Shem Havaya, that would be in a way that Hashem is not Makadish them. Gomar Omer Hashem. The Dvekos that you should have to Hashem, no. Bnei Yisrael are like suffixes. Bashem, but Yudke Vavke, you might say, cannot have a suffix. So that's why it's impossible to be totally like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak. But Elokechem. Right? It has to be like the suffix. Shem Kachem Shal Elokechem, Shem Kedoshim Kishar HaOsios Shal Hashem. Gam Revit Hashem V'chulu. That's the um, point number one, says the um, we have to beat with HaKadosh Baruch Hu like a suffix, not like a prefix. Meaning, to be connected and to allow ourselves to be sanctified by Him. To be connected, to to make ourselves kleikibol, to receive the Kedusha. Right? After Tisha B'av, we should be different people than we were last week, as we have as we have uh, mentioned. Right? We should be Yerushalayim people. We should be Tzipisali Yeshua people. We should be people that are Elokeichem, connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, number one. Va'od, another idea, na'im, v'hu shemze eno makadish mila'acharav, halamata shadvekad Yisrael, hu bishvos atzmam mis'achdim or nafsham, ba'or ha'shem ha'nichbad, v'chulu, 
So that we don't think that it's like the prefixes. Gamar Omar Lokechem. Okay, let's continue. I'm sorry, continuing the first part. Elmar Meata ki Kavanas Omar Bashem he biyichud haosios. Right, the letter should be like the following, like the uh, the suffixes. Okay, that is all number one. That is all number one. Uh, continuing says the Arachayim Hakadosh. Let's go to line twenty-two. Or Vulai line twenty one Kiadaber Akasov Kneged Bez Hadargos Sheyeshnam be Yisrael Zula Malamizuva Havain. Maybe there's different levels. Different levels. Some Jews connect Agadishbarahu as a prefix, and some connects as a suffix. Some as a prefix, maybe. When we're connected, then we have a certain status, but it doesn't inherently affect us. While a suffix it changes who we are. And we have to try to make sure that we allow that to happen. But then he goes another idea. Like the Zohar says, another again, maybe there aren't any famous Zohars, but if there's any famous Zohar, this this gets up there in terms of famous. This is quoted by many. The Mishnah Brura quotes this in uh, the Hakdama to Hilcha Shabbos, and many others quote this that every mitzvah is connected to another limb, and every um, aver is connected to another sinew. Kiaose mitzvah shoreshem havaya al haaver shebaoseha mitzvah. If somebody does a mitzvah, then there is a spiritual light and a creation of eternity on that limb. Va'amro. So we know that every mitzvah is connected to a limb and every losaseh. And now he adds, though, this is new, that every mitzvah is connected to Yud Kevavke, and every losaseh is connected to Elokim. Again, it makes sense. Los Elokim is Midas Hadin, and Midas Hadin is awe and Yira, and that's losaseh. We don't do something because we are in awe of HaKadosh Baruch we know it's Din. Yud Kevavke maybe is... Um, Related in that way, in the contrast to the mitzvah of Abbas Hashem. And that's maybe what it says here. You shall stick and cleave. That's how we stick to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by doing the mitzvahs. Shem havaya ve'elokim k'amru ba'ashem uh, that's what we need to try to do uh, to be able to connect HaGadosh Baruch Hu through the mitzvahs. Be like a suffix. Be like a suffix that allows the Kedush of HaGadosh Baruch Hu to sanctify us, to be shaped by us. And also, uh, through the mitzvahs, the mitzvahs I say, mitzvahs los I say, um, to be able to do that. If that's true, then maybe also it can connect to um, Tupsukim beforehand. Right? If this is, uh, according to this shot, right? Pasuk Dalid said, Baltosif and Maltigra. Right? This is how we connect. Right? Don't add on and take away from the mitzvahs of the Torah. Just do the mitzvahs that you're supposed to do. And Necham you see what happened to Baal Pa'or. A couple of years ago, we spoke about the connection of Chayn Shmulevitz. What is the contrast between Baal Tosif and Baal Tigran, Baal Baal Pa'or? So you mentioned then that Baal Pa'or means no holds barred. Baal Pa'or means I do whatever I want. There's no limits. Right, the most disgusting uh, activity, the most lowly animalistic activity that a human being can be involved in. That's how you serve Baal Pa'ar. Right, well, a person uh, relieves themselves in front of the in front of the idol. Right, but the contrast is no, no mitzvos. So right before Baal Pa'ar, we have Baal Tosim and Baal Tigra. Right afterwards, Batem Advekim, Hashem Lakechem, Mitzvos Asay, Mitzvos Los Asay, Chaim Kol Chaim. That's how you get life. That's how you get Chaim. The opposite of Baal Pa'ar, because. That is when there is, that's connected to death, that's connected to the opposite of life, the opposite of the Makar Mayim Chaim, uh, but this is Va'atem Advekim, the thoughts, there's other Pshatim here also, but these are the thoughts of the, of the Arachayim HaKadosh. Okay. Moving right along, the Pasuk says in Sheni, Re'eli Mati Yashchem, Chukimu Mishpatim, Kashar Tzivani Yashchem Alakai, I have taught you. Again, remember, we mentioned often, Sefer Dvarim is the greatest Muster Sefer we have. So many psukim in this uh, sefer that are just chizuk psukim. Pasuk vav. Ushmar demasisev ki chachmaschem uvinaschem leni amen. The Torah is your wisdom. The Torah is your is your uh, source of everything. And they'll say rakam chacham benavon agoy agoy zeki migoy gadol ashalo elim krovim may love. Who is like Am Yisrael that a kadosh baruch who is close to? Kashem alokenu bechol karenu may love. When who's close to us when we call him? Umigoy gadol ashalo chukim u'mishadim sadikim. 
Who has this all? Right? R- recognize the gift of the Torah. Pasuk tests. Raki shomer lecha ushmar nafshecha ma'od. Be very careful. Be very careful. That your eyes, you will forget what your eyes saw. What your eyes saw. And your heart will turn away from what you have learned in your life. Rather, you have to let your children know. Don't forget, let your children know what happened. Maimed Harsinai. Again, crucial psukim that we have to remember the Torah for um, all our lives. Remember the Torah all our all our lives. Oh. Says the Emes Lyakov, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. What, what's meant here by not forgetting the Torah? Don't forget the Torah. So if you look in the Rambam, again, the Emes Lyakov will get back to this. He's in source three and source four. I gave you the whole piece, but he's Medayik. He discusses the Rambam. The Rambam and Hilchas Talmud Torah. Let's go to the Rambam. I gave it to you in Hilchas Talmud Torah, source number five. The next page I gave you the first 12 halachos in the first parak of Hilchas Talmud Torah. The Rambam says there, we're going to do the second half of the halachas first. Because that's where the Rambam talks about our Pasuk. Rambam talks about our Pasuk. If you look in Halacha Yud, Ad Eimasai Chayv Adam Lomo Torah. For how long? Is there, when's, the, when's the limit, when, does that, one, when has one reached the limit that one doesn't have to learn anymore? Ad Eimasai Chayv Adam Lomo Torah. Right, so how much does, does one have to eat matzah? Once you eat a kezayas. How much do you have to eat a lula for a second? How much do you have to learn Torah? Ad yomosa. There's no end. Ad yomosa. Until one's last breath, one has a chiyah to learn Torah. Maybe less one forget. Right, it's basically the pasuk that we have uh, also here. Similar pasuk uh, of forgetting the Torah. The Ram quotes that one because it says, If somebody's not involved in learning, then he then he forgets. So that's we have to want us to learn all of their lives. And if we go back a couple of halachas, because the Ramam says, uh, beautiful words. Every Jew is every man is Whether poor or rich, healthy. Or Yisurin, Bein Bachor, Bein Shayes Zakin, Gadol Shadoshes Kocho. Whether he's young, whether he's very old, Afilu Ani Amachazer Al Absachem. Even an Ani, a poor man, Afilu Bal Isha Ubanim. Even a lot of kids, Chayev. Doesn't mean you have to learn every second, but it says Chayev Lekvol Uzman LaTalmud Torah by Yom or Balayla. Person has to be Kovei Uzman to learn day and night. Shene Amar Bal Gisa by Yom or Balayla. You have to push yourself and toil in Torah. Day and night, pasuk in Yehoshua. The greatest rabbis were wood choppers and water schleppers, backbreaking labor, umehem sumin, and so were blind. Still, they were involved in Torah day and night. We read the, the Chazal. Many of the members of Chazal had these types of jobs. And they go back. The Baali and Masurah go back all the way to Moshe Rabbeinu. Beautiful words. The question is, why didn't the Ramam start off Hilchus Talmud Torah with this? We start off Torah. If Torah, Torah, day and night, and they sound beautiful. After learning until the day he dies, amazing words. Why is this the second half of Hilchus Talmud Torah Paragalav and not the first half? Right. This is very exciting halachas. This is where he says you can't forget Torah. Right. Why is that? Rabbi Yaakov has another question. Rabbi Yaakov asks, right, the Ram says, you have to learn Torah until a person dies. Now back to source number three. Why do you need a separate Pasuk to teach me that you have to learn Torah all your life? Right, why does the Ram have to quote? Right, the Arpasik. He quotes Arpasik, the second half of Arpasik. Follow Kala Mitzvahs. He only quotes the second half of the Pasik. Follow Kala Mitzvahs, Uchayabahan, Koyamechayab. A person has to do all Mitzvahs. Right, how long did the Shikalula for? Every dime Sukkis comes up until a person dies. When do you have to show, when do you have to chauffeur? Every Rosh Hashanah until a person dies. So why by Talmud Torah does the Ram say you have to learn until you, a person dies? Umaishra Talmud Torah Mitzvahin Vitzitzis. Why is Talmud Torah different than the other mitzvahs that I would have thought that you could stop at a certain point? Right? How, how, how long do you have to wear tefillin to? Until the day he dies. How long do you have to wear tzitzis to? The day he dies. 
So why does the Rambam tell us? And why does the Torah have to tell us? Umuchach mizeh. Says Rabbi Yaakov, you know what you see from here? De'be'emez din Talmud Torah yesh lo shir. There is a shir for Talmud Torah. Klomar, ha-Torah hiti l'chova al-kol echad mi-Yisrael l'lamed as-nas v'kol ha-Torah kula. A person has a chiv to learn all of Torah. All of Torah. What is kol ha-Torah kula? So again, you ask the g'dolim of our, of our dar. They say, it's, it's Shas, Babli, Yerushalmi, Shulchan Arach, Mishnayis, Tosefta, right, Medrish, right, the Torah Beis Yosef, Whatever it is, Zohar, whatever one wants to include. But there is a sheer misuyam of Kalatarakula. And therefore, Vahaya Ola al Daitenu, it would have gone up in our mind. Right? Remember that nephew of Rabbi Shmuel in Mesechas Menachas, right? About that, uh, I've learned the Kalatarakula. So now can I learn Chachmas Yivanis? What was the answer? Find the time. That's not day and night. Because What is he saying there? But what do you mean? He knew everything. So that's Rabbi Yaakov's question. Right, that there is a shear. One might think that once the shear is reached, once a person knows all of Talmud, all the Torah that he has to know, maybe he's Potter. That's the Chiddush of the Pasik. That's the Chiddush of the Pasik. That's the Chiddush of the Gemara in Menachas, Tafsadi Tes. Find the time, Shalom Yom Velolayla. Keep going. Keep going. What does that mean? Says Rabbi Yaakov, it's clear. It's clear that the two aspects of Talmud Torah, many say this, but we'll see it in, the, in Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov says in the next page, Nimsa Mizeh, There are two aspects, two mitzvahs, two separate, separate aspects of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Number one, Kinias Yidias Torah, knowledge, gaining knowledge, gaining Yidios. The Zui Mitzvah Sa Adam Lo Moda Lo Amidis Asvav as Koldini Atorah Sheyeda Eflakayim as Kolam Mitzvah Lachas Elu. And this is the Rambam knowing. That's the first half of the Perek. That's why the Rambam doesn't start off because the first step in Talmud Torah is knowing Torah, Yidias Torah. That's the Rambam. Now let's go back to the Rambam. The, the first seven halachas in the Rambam talks about the chiyav of knowing, the chiyav of a father teaching a child, the chiyav who's chayiv, who's not chayiv. Right, the Rambam starts off. Interesting, the Rambam starts off with the ones who are pator. That's also a question, not for now. Noshim b'avadim p'turmi Talmud Torah avakatan aviv chayiv lalamdo. And then, just like a person has a chiyav to teach his son, so he has a chiyav to teach his grandson. So this is on every chacham to teach everyone, even though they're not his children. Everybody, all his children, and a rebbe's children are his talmidim are his children. That's why a rebbe has a chiyav to teach. Uh, as many as he can. And the Ram continues, to teach his son, right? to teach his who, the order, but all of this is about gaining knowledge. And the Ram Malacha, hey, what, what about the order? Marriage, Talmud Torah, what's the best order to do with him? Because it's all about, I need to get the knowledge and I can't get the knowledge if I'm involved in a family, possibly. He's got to get married at some point. So, but still, you could push it off because at a certain point, because one has to gain that knowledge first. When he starts talking, then he has to start teaching him Torah and he teaches it the first pasuk of Shema. Right. Also, this week's parsha Maatmat Morpsukim Bechul. All the way through Halacha Zayin. That's the mitzvah of knowing Torah. But then there's the mitzvah of learning Torah and not stopping. And that's Ad Yomoso. So that's Rabbi Yaakov. You might have thought that once you know, Kalat Rakula, you have no more Chiyav. No. Yeah, Ad Yomoso. Ad Yomoso, says the um, Rabbi Yaakov. Back to the Rabbi Yaakov now. Umisham ve'elech, ma'aschal ha-Rambam. L'farish is in a sheni shel Talmud Torah. V'hainu mitzvah lo'mokal yamav. D'hava mina d'kima d'kfar lo'manas ha-Torah. V'yodeh heif l'kayim as ha-mitzvah z'mkein me'atu yipater me'alimud. And that's why, Palach ha-Ches, din chadosh. And he says it's Meduyik in the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch has two separate simonim. Yaradeh, Reish Mem Hey, Reish Mem Vav. 
Hilchos Malamdim, that's the first half of the Rambam Paragalov. And then Hilchos Talmud Torah, that's the second half. So there's two aspects of our learning. As we redouble our efforts and make sure we are focused on what we should be learning, as we uh, get ready for a couple of weeks till, uh, till Elul, so we recognize, we know that Talmud Torah is not just about knowing. It's about uh, connecting. It's about pushing. It's about Talmud Torah itself. You might say, again, the Beis HaLevi and Parashat Mishpatim, Loman Amanaz Lavsos and Lima Lishma, right, the two aspects. Even if, if I've already done Loman Amanaz Lavsos, so then, and I know everything, so then there's still an aspect of Lima Torah Lishma. But this is saying, even if I, you know, you might have limited the Lima Lishma even to the, to the, connected to the Lavsos. But either way, it's not, so that Beis HaLevi uh, is telling me the same Similar type of message. Are there nafgaminas? Right. What about women? Women are not chayiv in Talmud Torah, but they're chayiv. They have to know a lot of Torah, like the Raman Yeradeya. Women have to know Dal Chalke Shulchan Aruch. All mitzvahs that are chayiv to them. Right. The Arachayim Yeradeya Choshim Mishpat Evan Ezer. They have to spend their whole life. But let's say a woman is an unbelievable, super, amazing genius, and she learns all the Torah. She knows every halacha. So maybe that would be a nafgamina that she has the mitzvah of Yediyas Torah, but she might not have the mitzvah of of learning Torah, right? She's part of from Talmud Torah afterwards. Uh, she wouldn't be mechuyev in that in that sense. Okay. Moving right along to a very special thought. I saw this thought. I was very excited about it. Um, and it's said, Rav Nissen Alpert on Paradolic Pasig Mem Aleph quotes a Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch from Parshas Mishpatim. So we're going to have a Rav Hirsch later on, Be'er Hashem, uh, towards the end of the Parsha, but there's a Rav Hirsch in Mishpatim that he quotes in this context, in our Pasuk. So what is he commenting on? He's commenting on Ari Miklat. Ari Miklat, which we had back at the end of Sefer Midbar, and we also have it here in the um, beginning of Sefer Dvarim in Bo'es Chanan. Az Yavdil Moshe Shalosh Arim, Moshe Rabbeinu set aside the cities, right? set aside the three cities on the east side of the Jordan, and Yeshua Benun was set aside the other ones uh, on the west side. Right? That's what Rashi quotes, and the Chavaz Chaim discusses this Musar. Moshe Rabbeinu set them aside. Even though they're not going to work, so to speak, until the ones from Eretz Canaan are working, still, Amar Moshe, Mitzvah She'efshah L'Kaima Akaimena, I could do this mitzvah, I'll do it. Whatever I could do, I'll get my, I'll take my chances and I'll, and, uh, and I'll do it. Good. So, Rev. Nissen Alpert, let's just say his question maybe that he's going to bring up later, wonders, this is such a detail, right, of uh, taking care of the uh, those who killed Bishogeg. Um, there's, it seems to be maybe part of a larger picture. What does that mean? We'll get back to that. Now let's go to Rav Hirsch, though, in Mishpatim. Rav Hirsch and Mishpatim is source number six. Rav Hirsch notes that we just had Maimon Harsinai, Parshas Yisrael, and the first section of laws that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses to give to us is Avadim. Evet Ivri, right? We know those who are, hopefully all of us, who are Maver Sedra, you know, Mishpatim hits us like a boom. Right? We've gone from Bracious, stories, 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 amazing, then all of a sudden... Mishpatim. Mishpatim used to be two parshas in the olden days, right? Or at least in the days of the Chinuch, there was two. But either way, Mishpatim, Avadim, details. Why? Evan Ivri, Evan Kinani. Why, why is this? Rav Hirsch, it's so striking why this would be. To the unprejudiced minds, nothing can show so strikingly the truth of the traditional oral law as the first two paragraphs here. It says Rav Hirsch, there's an unbelievable message secret message that's being reflected to us by having the details of Avadim right after Mahomet Harsinai. Right after Mahomet Harsinai. If this would be the first communication that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would, giving, would be giving to Moshe and to Am Yisrael, it would be very strange. This is what you focus on. This is what you focus on. Evakinani and how many years and how do they go free. But says of Hirsch, Let's say the thought outside first, and then we'll see it inside. We usually think of Torah Shebechsav, and then Torah Shebal Peh is an expansion of Torah Shebechsav. Chazal Darshin Torah Shebechsav in order to get to the Torah Shebal Peh. That's for sure true. That's for sure true. But says Rav Hirsch, there's another major 
aspect and maybe primary aspect of Torah Shabal Peh. Torah Shabal Peh came before Torah Shabal Torah Shabal asked like, to give a mashal, I don't think he uses these words, what the Mishnah did in the days of Rabbi Yudanasi, shorthand writing down so you remember certain things, and then we didn't remember, so we had to expand it even more for the Gemara of Achulu. Torah Shabbat was first. Moshe Rabbeinu was given all Torah Shabbat and Klai Yisrael were given Torah Shabbat Then we wrote down certain things that would jar our memories, that would remind us of certain values that were given. And therefore, the exceptional cases of Avadim was written down. Those are examples where we see Kavad Abrios. Those are examples where we see amazing um, sensitivity even to the avadim that have to be that has to be showed, but says Rav Hirsch, if you look at it just in a vacuum, it doesn't make sense, doesn't fit. This is the this is the law. There is this is such an so unusual cases. It must be that a whole system of law was given orally, and then these are the exceptional cases. Even these cases have that system to apply to it. Let's read some of his words now. What a mass of laws and principles of jurisprudence must have already been said and fixed, considered, laid down and explained before the book of law can reach these, or even speak of these, which after all are only quite exceptional cases. And it's with these sentences, the contents of which deny and limit the very holiest person, personal right of man, the Hulu. It is quite a different matter if the written word, the book is not the real source of the Jewish conception of rights. The Torah is not the source. This is the cliff notes, ki'ilu, the divine cliff notes, so to speak, afterwards. If this source is the traditional law, which was entrusted to the living word, to which this book is only to be an aid to memory and reference when doubts arise. If, as indeed is stated in the book itself, the total and complete law had been given over to the people in its complete form, right, and had been impressed upon them and explained to them and lived by them for fully 40 years. right? Most of the Torah wasn't even written. Right? When, when it was written afterwards. But we could well understand that it was just the exceptional cases which principally come to be described. So that just from them, the normal general principles of justice and humanity may be more strikingly realized. These are just like little tips of the icebergs that remind us of the values that have been given over then we can understand how it is that general principles of justice are altogether not so much given in this book, but preferably single concrete cases. And these are described in the book in an instructive manner that the principles which underlie them and which have been entrusted to the living minds and practices of the people can easily be seen. After all, he skip a few lines. It was not out of this book that the law was to have been acquired. That's crucial. Again, there are some going to be machlokas. Remember the Ritva and Erevin and Dafyud Gimel. Yes, there are certain decisions that the Kaddish Baruch Hu leaves up to the Chachmi HaMasora. But the, uh, to say certain halachas, Elu Elu But there are certain principles and yesodos of Torah Shabbat that was given over. Again, after all, it was not out of this book that the law was to have been acquired. This book was to be given into the hands of those who were already well informed in the law, simply as a means of retaining and of reviving ever afresh this knowledge which had been entrusted to their memories. Amazing. The Torah Shebechsav is to be the Torah Shebechsav in the relation of short notes on a full and extensive lecture on any scientific subject. Sometimes people who are unaffiliated or people who are not from within comments start making fun and poking fun. This is the detail and this is... But the point is, no, there's so much that has been transmitted. Baal And this is, this is notes. These are some short notes. You can't understand anything in Torah Shebech without Torah Shebech Peh. What, what did Tefillin look like? Of course! It says, put on tefillin. What a tefillin? Of course I know what tefillin are. That was already given to me. For the student who has heard the whole lecture, short notes are quite sufficient to bring back afresh to his mind at any time the whole subject of the lecture. Unbelievable. For him, a word, an added mark of interrogation or exclamation, a dot, a short line, right? a small letter, a big letter, the underlining of a word is often quite sufficient to recall to his mind a whole series of thoughts, a remark, 
for those who had not heard the lecture from the master, if somebody doesn't didn't doesn't buy into it, then that's it doesn't make any sense. Such notes would be completely useless if they were to try to reconstruct the scientific context of the lecture. Literally, from such notes, they would of necessity make many errors. Wood marks, etc. is just coming back. The wisdom, the truths which the initiated produce from them, but do not produce out of them are sneered at by the uninitiated as being merely a clever or witty play of words and empty dreams without any real foundation. Sometimes we see, uh, right, al-tikrize el-azeh, some of the mido shator nidreshes bahen, gzeir shava. Some people might look at this, the uninitiated, come on, what is this? Is this a game? Right, garin mosifin the adding a letter here and taking away a letter there. The point is, this, these are just notes for afterwards. The halacha was transmitted to Rosh right? So much of it. And then this is just notes for afterwards. This is the Yisod Gadol of Rav Hirsch. So now, the Limudi Nisan, Rav Nisan Alper, uses this idea in our parsha of Ari Miklat. Of Ari Miklat. The Nira Levayr, Alpi Divri Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsatzal, that statement is so surprising and and jarring that we never really thought about it before, right? We usually think Torah Shabbat and then Torah Shabbat comes out of the Torah Shabbat. The Torah Shabbat comes first, says Rav Hirsch. Sherube Torosav Namru Bal Peh, that Torah Shabbat who had take Tamsiti May Hashem Lezikmadarim. Hashem told us it wasn't that we made our own notes. Hashem told us the notes to write down, to remember. And then, as we said, he also allowed certain uh, rabbinic additions or interpretations about certain halachas. The Yohan Basha Omar, Kisikna Evan Ivri. Shevadai Kadama Zetor Shlema Shal Hashiva Saadam. Before Evan Ivri, we obviously refer, received a, a whole lecture on the importance of human dignity, the Godel and Kabbalah Brios. And then Moshe was told, even in Ebed Ivri, we have to treat even someone who fell from his madrega. How much we have to be worried for him. The limitations and all the different ways to get out, and Yovel, and Yeron Kesef, um, Evria, all the different details. But obviously, Kodem that was all, was a big shear of Torah Shabbat Peon, Chashiva Sa'adam, and Kodem Kavad Abrias. So says the Limud Nisan, maybe, maybe it's the same thing here too. The Parshas wrote Seach, V'hatzolas HaRotzeach B'ir Miklat. The saving of a murderer in an ear mikla. How we treat a murderer that killed by accident. The So you see, it goes even this far. So there must have been so much talking about how much we have to care for every Jew's ruchnius, and the Torah writes even. I was saying, we have to care about his ruchnius, but obviously we're missing a lot. This is just a detail of an exceptional case that's written, but so much was written beforehand, or so much was given beforehand as well. Right, one of the few places in Shas where Valerecha Kamocha comes up. It's amazing how it's very, very few when you kill somebody, right? Kill them in a very nice, in a nicer way than you would have, and make sure you look at your wife before you marry her. Right, those are two places in Shas where Valerecha Kamocha comes up. So unusual. Says reverse, obviously, because there's so much, these are the, ex- the extreme, even these cases. You might think that you want to love her anyway, you, on paper, she's a great wife. No, right? Or the cases of, by a, by a murderer. Okay, just kill him, who cares? Even these cases, but so much has been given uh, even earlier, and that is the amazing thought of reverse. Used here by the Limudi Nisan. Lafichach on the top of the next page. Hikdim Moshe Rabbeinu Kodim Shachazri Mohem Hachukim Amishpatim Atoros. Just how Hashem did me Rotzeach Shu Shvah Shvah Amadrega Mizei Yishlomor Lahabin Uliskar. How much 
Kama yeshli yizor v'lidog b'tovaso b'chvodosh b'nei ma'ila. People who are not rotsuch m'shogeg, surely, but this is just reflected. And that's what it says right here, connected to this pasuk, v'zos ha-Torah, asher sa-moshe l'fein b'nei Yisrael. Maybe, maybe this message is what's referred to by that uh, by that pasuk. V'zos ha-Torah asher sa-moshe l'fein b'nei Yisrael, because that is this this message of of um, all the Torah, all the Torah being given, uh, Torah Shabbat and then going re- reflected in the Torah Shabbat that is an amazing thought of Refersh. Okay. Moving right along, a lot of major thoughts today. A lot of major thoughts. Parakei, Pazach of Zion. Right after Aseris Adibras, we're not going to focus on the Aseris Adibras this, this year, but we have right after the Aseris Adibras, Kodesh Baruch tells B'nai Yisrael, okay, you could go back home. Vayishma Hashem is called Debrechem, Vayom Hashem Eli Shamati is called Debrechem Azeh, Hitim Asher Diberu, Vechulu, Lech Emar Lahem, Shuvulochem Alechem. Go tell them they could go back to their Ohel. What is Chazal Darshan? What do Chazal Darshan on this Pasuk? Right after Mamadar Sinai, go back to your tents, Ain Ohel Ela Ishto, they could go back to physical relations with their wives. Right, for three days there was Prisha, and now Shuvulochem Alechem. Ask the, or points out, the Simchas Havayis, it's Reb Zalman Malamid, right, the author of the Pini Halacha, he has one volume on um, chibur between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. It's not generally sold with the rest of the set because it's specifically for married people, men and women, about the, the mitzvah of Ona and Bien Puravu Vachulu. So in there, he points out this fascinating Pasuk. And that is, right after the holiest of the holy, the highest level that Klai Yisrael have reached in their history, right afterwards, they could go be with their wives. That is a major contrast to any other religion. The holiness could lead to husband and wife being together. Those are opposites, aren't they? Aren't those contrasts? Aren't those, right, Christianity, for sure, but never, even other religions. Is this something that should be celebrated, that should be sanctified? And Judaism says yes. You could go from Maimon Har Sinai to a husband and a wife being together because that's Kedusha. That's Kedusha. Right away, Aleichem. From right, right, this is the same Aliyah. The same Aliyah as, actually no, it's the, uh, right, the uh, Aliyah after the Aserah uh, Sedibros, but, but the next section, next section, Moshe Rabbeinu is continuing to talk to us. This chibur, the physical relationship between a husband and a wife, is so special and so sanctified. That's how it has to be looked at. As we know, throughout Navi, the mashal between a Kaddish Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael is a man and a woman. That marshal. It's so high that that's the marshal that's used to describe Hakadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael. And that's why right after, right after Maimon Har Sinai. We have, well, first he quotes the Kruvim, the Gemara and Yuma Nundalid, right? The Kruvim that were in the Kodesh Kadashim were Ishveisha, Ishveisha, Bishasha Yisrael, Olam, Lorega, Magalam, Asaparoches, Umarlam, Asakruvim, Shemuurim, Zebazeh. Right? The Kruvim were, were hugging each other, were embracing each other, right? And the enemy said, look at this, how disgusting. They would say the same thing, Shuvah Lechem Alechem, right after Maimon Har Sinai. And we say no. We say it's Kedusha. Right, we we say it's it's kedusha. We say it's kedusha. The kiva she'inyan naisun kadosh ve'elyon. Okay, um, and the next paragraph, line twenty-five. V'chein matzinu. Here's the point. Shalachar shamisol igiel esi hakshamas hachazon be'eish shlomah melach zachal yatev es malchus yisol v'nunos beis hamikdash. Right after, just like in Maimon Har Sinai, but at the time of of uh, Binyan Beis Hamikdash, and they had a party. Moshe Shlomo Melech made the party. What did Chazal say? Vayechol aleim shahochlu masu neshem batara. They were with their wives. Smechem shenenu mizav ashchina v'tuveleif shigalech v'echad nisaber ishto beben zachar al kolatova v'chulu. But that's 
It's all connected. Because the whole physical world of the husband and the wife and the Taras and Mishpacha is to be Metair the Mishpacha. That's all part of Kedusha and part of being an Eved Hashem. And it's connected. It's right afterwards. Amazing. Shuvah Lachem Aleichem is right after Maimed Harsinai. And it continues now and says the Befiris on the top of the next page. V'chem Latzinu Lachar Matan Torah. Shetziva Hashem Lamoshe Leichem Arlaim Shuvah Lachem Aleichem. If somebody doesn't recognize it, you're going to go back, a husband and wife going to go back to be together right after Mamad Arsinai. They're going to lose the whole thing. The answer is no. If it's done properly, with a proper hashkafa and mentality, that's part, that's a hemshech. That's not losing. Ulama hadrachay alokita ita afucha. Hashem taught us the opposite. Shuvu lesimchas ona. Adaraba. Dafka. Bitocha kedusha. She is galsam matan Torah. Yishlachsu lekaim es mitzvah ona besimcha. Matan Torah can add to that experience because the husband and wife know that they're both servants of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. They're both there to be nana from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but also to be mahana to each other. Right, Rev. Malamed writes elsewhere in the Sefer. Right, a husband and wife have to realize that the mitzvah of starts with a spouse. That's the first step. And there's certain things that a spouse could give the other spouse that nobody else in the world could give that other person. What a privilege! What an opportunity! What a responsibility that is. But that, but it could it could be a hemshech from from Maimon Arsinai. Yishkesha ben Advarim matan Torah. Is the wedding between a Kaddish Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael? And from there, it could go to the relationship in every mishpacha. as I just said before, very hard for any of the other nations to understand. Physical, physical world is is connected to sin and to physicality, and is disconnected from from kedusha. To recognize that that is, that is something that is kadosh, something that is holy, and that's what we say to all those around us that might reject it. Okay, two more points for uh, this week's uh, shir. First is a thought that I mentioned in the past. It's a one-liner, but uh, Rabbi Palkovitz has it here in his uh, Safer Table Talk. It's a kutzker. It's a kutzker, but I didn't find it in the... Um, my svarim of the kasker, so I'll quote it here, but many quote it. Based on the first pasuk in Shema, "V'yahavda Hashem alakecha, b'chol levavcha u'v'chol nafshecha u'v'chol odecha." And the next pasuk, "V'hayu hadvaram ha'ela asher anochi mitzavcha yom alavavecha." That pasuk should be give us a message for life. These things that I command you today on your heart, says the kasker. Though the mitzvahs of the Torah are to all Am Yisrael, every person has to think. That there's only one thing for me to do, and I'm the only one to do it, and I need to do it now. Those three. Number one, there's so much Torah. This is the only Pasik, this is the only daf. I have to focus on it. This is the only Rashi. This is the only thing that's there in the world. These things. Don't look ahead. Often we think, how much more do I have left? When's the end of the parak? Focus on what one is doing right now. Asher Anochi Mitzavacha. Mitzavacha singular. You. You're, doing, you're the only Jew in the world right now. Hashem is relying on you. Although there are many Jews in the world, a person must feel as if he's the only one who's being commanded. And that's the responsibility. Mitzavacha. So this is the only daf. This is the only Jew. And Hayom. This is the only day. Putting all of that, Al-Lavavacha. Al-Lavavacha. And again, that's the message that he quotes here from the Kutzker. I've heard it in the name of other Bam too. Not Bilva Vecha, because we're not always ready to hear it. We're not always ready to hear a certain message. So we put it Alo Vecha. At least it's on one's heart. So when one's heart opens a later time in history, it will, it will fall in and it will become Bilva Vecha. But the message is, this words, this Jew, and this day, the Kutzker says, that should inspire us to focus on what's in front of us. Okay, and finally, what I said before, that we're going to end up with another Rav Hirsch. Rav Hirsch notes the first word of probably the most famous Pasuk in the entire Torah. Right? Shema Yisrael Hashem Alakeinu Hashem Echad. The Pasuk that is on the lips of parents the night before a bris that they teach their children 
the, one of the first psakim that they could teach, the Ramam says, Torah Tziva and Shema, and at the end of one's life. Shema is with us throughout our lives. It says at first, interesting, isn't it, that it's Shema and not Re'eh. Shema Yisrael, again, the first time this passage was said, the Gemara in Psachim, that the Shvatim said it to their father, Yisrael, Shema Yisrael, but now we know it means even broader, Shema, listen, fellow Jews. Why do we say Shema Yisrael, not Re'eh Yisrael? So says first, at once, the first sentence of the Torah, of the compendium of the Torah, which Moshe gave us here, is, it's not about seeing. It's not about seeing. The sentence that the little Jewish child first learns to list at his mother's knee, and which is the last that his friends call after every Jewish soul as a farewell greeting at his departure from this world. The sentence which Jews have carried and carried through the world as the standard of God for his reconquest of mankind. The sentence which is the last that a son of Israel is sinking away from Judaism, cast away from him. This Shema defines a Jew. This Shema defines a Jew. So why is it Shema and not Re'eh? Says Rav our knowledge, this refreshes on our parsha. The other one was in Mishpatah. Our knowledge of God does not rest on Shmia, but on Re'ia. It was obtained by the evidence of the actual senses of the whole of our nation. The first generation of Maimad Arsinai, then it was Re'ei. But since then, it's Shema. But the fact that there were millions of people that passed down the Re'ei, that's the greatest Raya that the Shema is true. That's his message. Moshe could not could say to the people, You saw, you saw, but this revelation of himself making himself perceptible on earth, God only did once, when laying the foundation for the creation of his people. So it could be a means of conviction. Once there's one re'eh and it's passed down, and it doesn't get broken by the game of telephone, that's the biggest raya. From generation to generation, community to community, and remain by direct tradition, the indisputable basis on which, for all eternity, every son of Israel has to build up all his thinking and doing. It does not say any more, Re'eh Yisrael, but Shema Yisrael. Not out of the phenomenon of nature and history. Re'eh is it that each one of us has to come to a conclusion in his mind as to the existence or not existence of God. We don't, Hashem doesn't tell us Re'eh, figure it out even though there might be a way to figure it out. But he says, Shema, to every one of our fathers by experiences which settled any possible doubt, for them to testify to their children, they saw God with their own eyes, breaking their chains in Egypt. They heard him with their own ears. Our knowledge rests on the evidence of this, testified by the whole assembly, not from nature what we see, but we believe and we have heard. So Bisman Azeh, we have Shema. We have Shema, we had Re'eh first generation, we've gone to Shema in future generations, and that's what holds it together. That is what we say in this parsha, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekinu, Hashem Echad. Everybody have a wonderful Shabbos Nachamu.